Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Welcome, everybody, to the Screen Looker Podcast Show. My name is Martin Ben, and I am your host. And with me today, I have Matt Becker. How you doing, my man? What up, fam? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> now it's an echo. <laughs> Oh God! Oh man! No. What up, no, fam? No. <laughs> I really I gotta no do how that sounded on your end. I hope it wasn't complete crap. <laughs> oh man, we'll fix it in post. No, it sounds fine. It sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> and then also with us today, you heard him in the background. There, it's Michael Owens. How you doing, sir? It's a trap. <laughs> this podcast is a trap stop listening now what are you doing with your life stop just do it um no, no. <laughs> you need to stop everything it's oh, time man. to stop it's time no, to I'm stop right. now marvin k mooney would you please go now as dr seuss said um how y'all doing guys you doing all right I mean, I could be playing better video games. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> How about you, Matt? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all right. Uh, I'm playing kind of a lot of random stuff this week, but all right, cool, cool. So I, I I've been on a a serious grind at work, so I don't have many more thoughts on horizon uh thus far because i'm trying to get all this work stuff in before i go on vacation uh next week but man i'm just going to say i i can't hijack the podcast to talk about all of my thoughts on this but i've never been more disappointed leaving the movie theater in the last five years than i was leaving justice league that movie's bad (laughs) so i I I go in with a lot of movies knowing that I probably might not like them that much. I walked out of Justice League like, mm, you, you know, I mm. want I kind of I kind of want to go see it just to have a conversation with you about it. Part of me is like, man, that's ten dollars. That's dinner for like two days. So so I have Movie Pass, which is ten dollars a month, and then the theater like right down the road for me allows me to just walk in for movies because of Movie Pass. So AMC thing? It's a theater thing. Like you, so I go to a studio movie grill around the corner, but you can go to an AMC, a Regal, or whatever that may be. Like if the theater is listed on their website, you can get access to it. Um, so if you have it, like if your theater does like e tickets. You can usually just get an e-ticket for it. Otherwise, they send you a card, and then you choose the movie, and you just get one movie a day. That's the only limitation. So, seeing that movie twice, it did, It got, like, my expectations were significantly lowered. Um, <laughs> so, the second time, I had a, a little bit more fun, and the theater actually was in into it more. First throw when I was into there was, like, one guy clapping every time that something happened that he was like, woo! And, like, he was the only guy. In the second one, like, there was a woman in there, and, like, Henry Cavill was walking around with his shirt off, and she was like, mm-hmm. And she... <laughs> <laughs> no mustache. So, so there's... <laughs> with, and there's so many times that, like, the theater experience, like, saved it. But I also went to sleep 
in the second second time I saw it for like th- twenty minutes. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a movie. It's only two hours. You there are worse ways you could use your two hours. It's not that bad, but I just I could have I'll never need to see that movie again. Uh, anyway, that's what I did this week. Oh, it's what you've been playing, man. <laughs> so I uh, had the weird honor of playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 this week, especially <laughs> given all of the uh, controversy that s- surrounded it. And uh, boy, it sure is a video game. <laughs> it sure is that. Star Wars Battlefront 2, man. So do you want to get into all of your Star Wars Battlefront 2 thoughts, or do you want to kind of mix them in in uh, a later conversation of the dramatic sequence of events of this week of this game? I mean, we can kind of blend that in a little bit later. I'll go ahead and get into what I finished most recently, which was the campaign. Okay. And it's um, largely forgettable, and the fact that it's canon. These events are canon now between return of the jedi and the force awakens mm-hmm. and you will play it and you will be like why do i not feel like i'm actually having fun watching a star wars movie <laughs> instead i feel like i'm plotting along a really predictable plot um i really just I, i'm not disappointed i guess i'm just not really that surprised that the campaign is underwhelming Mm-hmm. Um, it's only four to five hours, so it's not like this eight, nine hour time sink that builds up to nothing. But uh, I will say I did like the portrayal of uh, Iden Versio, the main character. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think most of everyone else around her is largely forgettable. Even the cameos that happen, which they do. They've mm-hmm. teased that for months. That happens... And they're forgettable, and you're, they just happen for, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then, boop, they're gone. You don't really see them again. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm trying not to spoil a whole lot here, because I know how sensitive people are to Star Wars and spoilers. So, mm-hmm. I, I might I might write about that at some point, but I, I, I honestly don't care enough <laughs> about the campaign. And the thing is, I was really excited for it, because... Star Wars games have had a history of really good story modes. You, you have the original Battlefront who had the 501st where you fought through the Clone Wars up until the original trilogy. Uh, Knights mm-hmm. of the Old Republic. Both games have pretty decent stories in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yet this game just kind of falls flat on its face. It looks pretty as hell. DICE, I think, aesthetically is the right studio to do Star Wars as far as from a visual and sound design aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think just everything else, and again, we'll get into it, it's just largely disappointing. I feel like the story, I feel like if this campaign was a little longer and it developed these new characters instead of saying, oh, well, maybe you should have read the book that came out only $14.95 on Amazon. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like how <laughs> they are <laughs> they are at once hicks and also technology savvy that's how <laughs> they're like look man if you look you can you can you can you can complain about this game man but you should have read that book you know what i mean <laughs> oh you should have bought our book first you dumb oh, man. Oh. the uh 
So, so how did you feel? So, I so if if others don't know, it's it's been out there, but the the ending doesn't really end. It's a cliffhanger till the DLC comes out in December. It's okay. So it's not as big of a cliffhanger as people have been complaining about, mm-hmm. but it's still a cliffhanger. <laughs> so take that for what it is. Like the the campaign kind of ends, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, there's a little epilogue after the fact. Mm-hmm. That, again, I won't spoil because it's actually a really neat part. But then it just like kind of ends on this. Oh, you know we'll be back. You know we're doing an expansion. It's like what? <laughs> I mean, I know it's probably going to be free because everything else is going to be free in this game. Yeah, like they said it's. They said it's going to be free. Stuff, but I just man. That was a really disappointing ending. <laughs> All right, so Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit more here in a second. But Matt, before we do that, uh, what have you been working on this week? What have you been playing? Uh, kind of a lot. I'm trying to think of what to talk about that's like relatively new. Um, I guess last night I finished the Destiny 2 campaign on stream. Mm. Um, that was very... <laughs> it was something. That was a campaign. It was, it was a video game. <laughs> it was a science fiction video game with a lot of science fiction-y things. I don't know. It's just very... Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know. It's just generic. I honestly just didn't give... They did not make me give two shits about anything that happened. And I don't know if that's because I didn't play all of the first game's expansions and I don't really know what's going on. But I I mean, I don't know what's going on, but they didn't really tell me shit. I'm like, what? Is, I still don't understand what the light is other than it gives me powers and everyone wants it. I don't know. There's I killed some people and they're all bullet sponges. And it, yeah, I don't that's- know. I see. You have to go read the uh, Grimmore cards or whatever was in there <laughs> to get all of the lore. Oh man, Destiny! Why? I mean, I so I have played more of Destiny since it launched. I so I bought that game. I bought it to play with a friend. I then like got into a work thing, so I never had a chance to ever play with him. And he's finished it and moved on, and I still haven't finished the campaign. So it is just. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, I, so in general, have you played anything else in it? Like, do you have any other thoughts on it besides this is uh, this was weird? <laughs> um, I mean, I played some of the PvP, which is, seems mediocre. Um, I mean, I've done a, like some random world stuff, random world events. It's just, I don't know. I want to try the whatever the raids or whatever the hell y'all call them strikes. I don't know what they're called. Mm-hmm. Like end game fire team stuff. They're essentially uh, the same with, thing. Uh, with, so they, are they two different things? So yeah. there's, <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no. They're so the same raids thing. are bigger or raids yeah. bigger. Yeah. They have bigger okay. fire teams and, and, uh, they're longer as well. So like strikes are, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. A three-person fire team going into one area. A raid is basically here's take six people or however many it is now, and here's strike section one, strike section two, strike section three, boss kind of stuff structure. Gotcha. So, 
the WoW equivalent of a dungeon is a strike and then a raid is a raid. Yeah. Um, so I want to try that stuff. Uh, I have one friend that's playing semi-frequently that would join me. It seems I don't understand the why there's no in-game grouping like functionality why do i have to download this fucking app i don't understand like especially on pc too it's like can i chat with people like Mm-mm. we're in the year of our lord 2017 why, why are they pulling this nintendo stuff on multiplayer i just don't i don't get that they um <clears throat> An, an unfortunate reality is due to the nature of how abusive comment systems and all that stuff are, they don't like they, they specifically said they ha- they don't do that because of the fact of how um, how toxic they think it would be if especially in oh the public my. areas. Um, and I and people have told them like what about like being near people and then you overhear conversations or what and they just said no they don't. They don't want to do that. it. They do the same thing in like, cause like Paragon has no options and they have the same reason. They're just like, we don't want really to want to have to deal with policing all of the comments and stuff. People can make, make your own parties. If you want to chat with someone, it's an unfortunate I mean, reality. Okay. <laughs> if they want to, that's fine, but let me make the party in game, like without an app though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That doesn't make any sense, especially on Battle.net like, of all platforms to like put your game on PC on. Like, yeah, and really, it, I thought cool. it was. I think I guess you have to still add someone as a Battle.net friend mm-hmm. just to invite them anyway, which is which also that... just like, come on, <laughs> what yeah, the fuck? really? That's really stupid. Yeah, that's that's, really that's stu- very different yeah. from console because on console, like you obviously leverage the existing communication platform there <clears throat> but you know if you want to get into a chat with somebody you use playstation chat you don't use destiny chat and then if you want to invite somebody into a party like you send them an invite I, I i could see this probably being a legacy of coming from console like you send them an invite through psn you don't send them an invite through destiny and then they can join the party but they don't have to be a friend of yours you just send them an invite um, oh yeah it's kind of the same i, I think yeah because you can't um through BattleNet itself you can't you have to add someone i think the oh, way it's okay. just yeah i don't know it's just kind of silly but i'm gonna try a little bit more of the end game stuff i guess because to see what these strikes are like because my friend was saying they're the best part of the game so far for him so i'll try that but Overall, just very mediocre, and I don't know why I was remotely hyped for this. I was like, "Oh yeah, Destiny 2's on PC, and it's gonna be awesome." And then it was just—it looks great. Bleh. It does look great, but that's it. <laughs> I mean, at least it runs at 60 on PC. <laughs> that's yeah. that's all yeah. you got. Yeah. <laughs> it looks nice. It controls nice, and it plays the same. Yeah, so. I, yeah, that, that's kind of what I got out of playing like another mission in like or through missions in the game. Like I did a public event and I was like, man, this is exactly what I did for three years already in different iterations of this game. <laughs> they said it was going to be different. Um, <laughs> but 
Let's move on, because we have a bit of a whopper of a story with layers on layers on layers to peel back. Uh, Electronic Arts. Did you mean to say it like that? (laughs) I did. I did. Because the whopper has multiple layers with it. Yeah, layers. (laughs) Layers. Layers. Layers on layers Uh, on layers. My head hurts. Layers. Uh... So, Electronic Arts has had a week, have they not? Like, this has been a roller coaster ride. I don't even pay attention to, like, most of the news that happens throughout the day. I usually have to catch up at the end of the day. But, like, every now and then, I, I'll just come into our chat and somebody will just post a tweet that's like, uh, so there's another thing going on in this EA story this week with Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> so... Uh, last week we talked about how long it takes to unlock characters, and this became a large point of contention in the Star Wars Battlefront 2 community, mainly because nobody wants to actually play, like, play for 40 hours to unlock the best characters in the game, or any characters in the game. Um, the EA explanation became the most downvoted Reddit comment in history, and then EA reversed decisions and changed the hero unlock rates in Star Wars Battlefront 2, making it so that in about 10 hours or so, you can get like different heroes attached. Um, only 10? Only 10? Only what? 10. Wow. Twice, as, twice as long as your campaign was. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is actually, you know, I mean... There has to be some kind of, of 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 grind there, I guess. But I think the pe- person who made the best point on this is I was listening to uh, the Jim Quisition earlier, and he was talking about the way in which Star Wars Battlefront in 2015, everyone who came built into that game was expected. So, like, you had Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Darth um, Sidious, uh, you had Leia... Like, all of those people came in the game, and it was expected that when you play, bought it, you would play as Darth Vader. To the point where, when it finished the load, like the initial load, preload, and you started going in, they just let you play as Darth Vader for, like, for nothing. And then in this game, they're like, no, 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 play forever to play as Darth Vader. <laughs> just, just give us as much money as you want, and we'll even try to make it so you can play as Darth Vader that way. Um... So the from the 10, 10 hours for the hero unlock rates, and of course people also brought up that um, because of the fact that they nerfed how much it costs to get a hero, they also had to nerf how much you earn per match for in-game currency. So, you know, that's where the 10-hour, like it was 40 hours, it turns back to 10 because they didn't change how fast you earn, or they did change how fast you earn currency. So then... Because of all of the conversation about whether the loot boxes within the Star Wars Battlefront 2 was gambling and the fact that like Germany apparently is looking into it and some other uh, some other countries, I guess, are like looking into allegations or whatnot, the apparently this has all made it all the way to CNN. I did either of you see this CNN segment or or wherever it made mainstream news? No. Cause like I I'm surprised that it made it to mainstream news. Like I I did not think this was that big of a deal, and I guess it's because it's Star Wars that 
that's probably the only explanation. <laughs> well, it's Star Wars, and it was starting to affect EA's financials as far as Wall Street is concerned. Ah, that's so what it started hitting the financial sites, and then eventually it hit CNN and mainstream media, and it was it's this whole situation has just been a mess, and EA really hasn't done a whole lot to make it better. Yeah. Coming from someone who's been playing the game in the midst of all this. <laughs> so they have not done a good job. <laughs> the, the 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 last two pieces of the story are apparently the Wall Street Journal learned that there was a phone call that was made, um, or at least a message that was translated to Electronic Arts from their um developer relations person at Disney who said, uh, yeah, CEO Bob Iger is concerned about the current outlook of the game and how people are viewing it in the public. <laughs> and EA took microtransactions offline. <laughs> so, temporarily. Yeah, temporarily, until they figure out a way to implement them back into your life, microtransactions are offline in Star Wars Battlefront 2. And this story is just... I mean, could you imagine getting that phone call as the dude who does developer relations? And and Bob Iger gets on the phone. He's like, "So, uh, what's going on, man? What's was what what you doing?" <laughs> yo, yo, Mr. Iger, why weren't you chewing out Marvel when Marvel Infinite was getting so much shit? Man, let me, let me ask you that question first of all. But second. I, this doesn't surprise me. This shouldn't surprise anybody that Disney would likely get involved here. Um, as far as EA taking them off temporarily, they have, but man, it feels like it's not going to last. It feels like it's going to last up until after the holiday, and then they're going to flip Absolutely. that switch. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, it's totally a, hey, uh, buy the game now so we can get the sales before the holidays and before the new Star Wars movie comes out, and then we're going to throw that back in and we can get some more money now that you're invested in the game. Yep. Yeah. Or they're gonna or or they're going or and this is the other route they could take here. They could put them back in, but they're exclusive to those crappy ass emotes <laughs> and all this other stuff that was also in there. Because I guess you have to pull those to say, Hey, spend more money. We hate you. Like oh my god. This is just so terrible <laughs> yeah man it's i think the thing that's really funny for me about it though is it's like man like how do you um like the conversation is obviously really gone over to talking about loot boxes and then we have oh i forgot to include this part of it there was a guy posing and has been posing as an ea employee on twitter for like two years and people started sending him death threats and so he's like talking about how he's gonna take notes on all the death that he received. And then Jason Schreier asked oh, him, yeah. Do you work for EA? And he was <laughs> like, Nope, took that real quick off of his timeline. And yeah, then he I, locked I just, his account. I just want I just want to say something right quick. If you are that desperate to go to bat for any corporation, I don't care if it's in gaming, I don't care if it's a sports team. I don't care what. If you're willing to go that far, you need to go get help. Yeah, man. I, ridiculous. <laughs> I've seen it. And it's more, and it's really prevalent in gaming on Twitter because it's just hilarious to see people with fa preach falsehoods like truth. 
Mm-hmm. But this is but this is the same for everything. If you go to bat for an organization that you are not employed by, like that, you need to go get some help. Bottom yeah, line, is you are just absolutely <laughs> insane. They they went so. It, I mean, this whole thing has gone so far, and it's it's. It's only gone, and it's only gotten worse because at first EA was, you know, just quiet about reactions after the open beta, which was like, hey, these loot boxes, uh, they're giving away stuff for pay to win, and you can buy them. And oh, that, they, was their, that was their fatal mistake, was yeah. ignoring it during the beta when everybody was calling them out for it. And now we're at the point where they're like, oh, well, we're, we're, we're just not even going to put the transactions in the games. Oh, and that guy doesn't work for us. Um, appa- so I just want to finish the other parts of the story. Apparently, this dude was making meetings at their offices and not showing up for them. <laughs> How do like you do that? Like he was work, he would he would tell people like, oh yeah, we can just meet up at the office over there, uh, at their Redwood Springs or whatever office. He just like set up meetings there with people through like direct message and whatnot, and he would never have the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did he even manage that? Yeah, how does that happen? I mean, it not in the sense that like he would put it on their calendar, but that he would just tell people like, "Oh yeah, you know, if oh you want to meet up at the campus, yeah, just come on over at any time." But so I guess EA knows who this guy like knows that there is a guy out there who's doing this, but they were just like, "He doesn't work for us. He's he's not a part <laughs> of the company." <laughs> it's called a restraining order. This so is, weird. I man. And and so and then there's the other part of it where it's like, come on, people, like it's so if you if you go back in time, like death threats on public people are not new. Like it's it's been happening for years. It happened by mail before. Like people sat down and instead of 140 characters, they wrote full on notes and then got postage and then sent it to people <laughs> via yeah, mail. Yeah, like mail anthrax to people or whatever that was. Right, like it's 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 not new, but at the same time it's like how long is this going to be a thing that people do? Like I don't it it doesn't ever seem like it's ever been effective. Like I mean, it's not I guess it's the threat that you want to make. I don't know. I can't be into the psyche of somebody who makes that, but yeah, I I would think after decades of this being a thing that happens and it's not really resulted in anything but uh, people just creating restraining orders, I would think that it it just has to stop, man. Like at some point, it, it just has to stop. Beyond the scope of <laughs> beyond the scope of our uh, our podcast, I have yeah, yeah, like I yeah, it's like I. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. I only watched Mindhunter. And all I can tell you is just <laughs> just, just stop. Just, get home, man. just get you home. know, talk to somebody, man. Like it's not that serious. It's just video games. Uh they had uh I saw this is the thing I saw before I walked in the door to come record this with y'all was Randy Pitchford had gotten a message um, through their system um, that was from somebody. And he was basically like, yeah, we got this in our office like the other day. 
And it's a guy who's yelling it. He's going to take an AR-15 with him and his friends into their offices to kill them because he died one too many times from a berserker psycho or something. And uh, what's what's their what's their game? Uh, what's the one with the uh, Borderlands in Borderlands? Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he died from one of those uh, guys who suicide themselves. And I'm just like. <sighs> he just needs to get good and have a better sense of pride and accomplishment. Right. That's not built off of, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> get that. You, you got to come from somewhere, man. You got to get that good. Get that good. It took me like a millisecond. I was like, did he? Oh, he did it. He said the thing. He said it. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, so. EA has had a week, but we still, as usual, when these things happen, like, take a moment, y'all. If you don't like what's happening in the game, don't buy it. And don't buy it until you do like what's happening in it. Or just, and if it does make you upset what it does, put it down. Do something else. Talk to somebody about it. Don't threaten people, though. It's not cool. Go, Go outside. Yeah, it, it, so, there's a whole world out there. <laughs> is that uh, included in the base package, or is that DLC, the outside uh, expansion? The, the oh no, so no, there's a patch coming later to improve the graphics. Um, yeah, yeah. Just said it don't look very good right now, but we're, they're working on it. They're gonna have to like turn up the brightness a bit though. So we need to improve the weather effects. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so there's we we have the greenhouse gas expansion coming in the year 2025, <laughs> and uh, it's going to alter the entire landscape. It's going to be a whole new experience after we get to yeah. And then you had to wait like a uh, what like a billion years or something before the uh, Armageddon DLC when the right. sun explodes. <laughs> So are they gonna also when the that cataclysm happens revamp the initial leveling experience? But but what's going to happen is we're gonna reboot on separate servers and it'll be classic life and that's what you can play. You... <laughs> <laughs> so so can I can I uh, dive a little deeper in, in the Battlefront two here? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Tell us tell us so, more about how this affects things. <laughs> so um. The star card system itself, without the microtransactions, is actually really silly. Because, <laughs> so I played a few multiplayer matches. By the way, I'm not professing that I am an expert at this game. I am not very good. And I was also getting creamed by people that had been playing the game for a few days. But I earn about 200 to 250 credits per match on average. This was after about five or six. And I kind of got the feeling that that was the number that I was going to rest at. So you think about that. The crates cost anywhere from about 2,000 to 4,000 credits each, depending on what crate you get. Mm -hmm. And the heroes cost anywhere from 5,000 to 15,000. That is a ridiculous grind. Because if you... Because you want to get heroes, but you also want to get more stuff for your regular trooper that you're going to be playing more often. It's like... Why, why not just put – Matt and I were talking about this off air. Why not just put the heroes in the campaign? Or not really put them in it, but, like, have them unlocked through playing the campaign. Like, it's not long. You know, you'll be kind of bored, but, you know, it's 
better than having to grind forever in multiplayer to get credits. You do get some rewards, like credit rewards for completing the campaign, but I don't feel like they justify the price of the heroes. I feel like the hero price either needs to go down or credit allocation needs to go up. And, I, and I'm not trying to like have my cake and eat it too. This is a clear problem with the game that is going to drive people away from it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it looks like because of the fact that you're making an option, a choice, basically. Like, hey, I played that 10 hours. I got a hero I can unlock or... I can get this loot box that may be able to to give me more stuff for my hero that I actually play as for the majority of each match. Right, and even then, like, the crystals that were, you can pay with your own money, basically, mm-hmm. uh, those don't affect the hero unlocks. So the hero unlocks are a grind no matter what. So mm-hmm. it's like, why not just put the, again, put them as unlocks throughout the campaign. You complete the entire campaign, oh, you get Darth Vader. Okay, fantastic. I only had to play a four-hour campaign that I may or may not have liked and get all the characters that I want to play as heroes. So the multiplayer is a little bit better than the last. Actually, I take that back. It's actually legitimately better than the last one. Uh, The battle point system is good. I think it's a nice transition from what we had before as well as the class-based system, which needed to be in these new Battlefront games from the get-go. I, like I said, I like the battle point system because it rewards players who are doing well in the match, who are completing objectives, who are getting kills. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. But it I don't know. Maybe it's just that there aren't enough maps yet because I felt like I was getting the same maps over and over again. How in, many in are there? Mode. There are like 12, I think. 12 or 16 it's in that range but i I felt like i was spawning at the same ones Uh, for some reason but some of the prequel maps and and i complained about seed in the beta because i thought it was too big Mm -hmm. and i think the problem with that is that it just wasn't um i think it's 24 v 24 instead of 30 v 30 Mm -hmm. which it should be 30 v 30 but um like kamina that map from uh uh what was it? Uh, episode two. I can't think of the attack of the clones. Attack of the clones. Yeah, that's it. Um, mm-hmm. That map is cool as shit because it's like dark and rainy and stormy on Camino. Mm-hmm. That map is cool. I really, really like that map. It, it's kind of a mixed bag of everything because there are also maps that look like they're kind of recycled from the first game, which is fine. But if you would have put in more maps more than what we got here and like four of the maps are exclusive to the campaign which is weird i, I don't know how much i like that idea either but there's also stuff like takadana from the uh the new trilogy and i think star killer base is also there so multiplayer is kind of what it is they didn't really change a lot from the beta as far as mm-hmm. i can tell immediately mm-hmm. uh, arcade mode is also there if you want a single play experience without the campaign it's kind of a fun you can go goof off and and play with different heroes that you may or may not have unlocked yet or do they still have limits on how long you can play in arcade because that was a thing at one point as far i think that was more of like credits like earning credits in arcade was the limit okay uh but i don't know precisely i didn't really check for that just yet okay i'm pretty sure it's still around because they don't want people farming for 
credits yeah, like it, that. Like that that's a concern I get, but with the way everything else is, mm-hmm. it's kind of inexcusable. It's like, man, I, I really don't want to play multiplayer over and over and over and over and only earn like a tiny bit of credits. Yeah, I think that's kind of weird too, because it's like, isn't the whole point that you like I guess what I don't understand in that is like <clears throat> should progression in the game really make you that much better of a player or should you just get that much like I don't know I I always thought that multiplayer gets balanced by the fact that those who are high level players just get recognized in terms of the actual stats they put up and then they can run matchmaking on that to make sure that somebody who's lower level won't get matched up with them and then the things you earn in the game should all have their own ups and downs on using them but that's where the balancing comes in is exactly you know the weapons themselves should be the same so them farming in offline mode shouldn't do anything cuz like you could have all the weapons each weapon should have a counter that will stop them but apparently they didn't do that in this and that seems to be that's perfectly fine (laughs) yeah and this is going to be like an extremely difficult game to balance i think as far as like the star cards and just the base characters themselves Mm -hmm. that's going to be really hard to balance out and i i hope dice is up to the task of it for whatever community that's going to be left for this game Mm -hmm. which i don't think is going to be very big especially on and and the thing is on pc like i was getting uh really long load times and even a little bit of lags i don't know if that's just a server issue or Mm -hmm. if there just maybe weren't enough people online at the time this was like at uh nine ten o'clock last night Mm -hmm. and i was still getting like lag and all that, and I'm hardwired to a pretty decent internet connection by most standards. So I don't know what that deal is, but and, oh, and there's a and you mentioned the Jimquisition. I ran into the vibrating Tie Fighter too. <laughs> um, I ran into that in the middle of the campaign, and it was the most hilarious thing. <laughs> I, I started the mission, and I just exited out the entire game. <laughs> came back and it was fixed and i was like well that was just kind of random but there were also there were also moments of uh enemies shooting me through walls so Mm -hmm. they were behind the wall and the blaster was still going through the wall and hitting me yeah in the campaign uh and i was also getting stuck in some tight spaces too but but that wasn't that big of an issue but it was more of the tie fighter and getting shot at through walls which really pointed out the bugs in this game <laughs> like oh yeah. my goodness and there have, like yeah. there have been a lot more yeah there have been a lot there have been a lot more that have been out there on the internet I- i'm sure that i missed but those were the ones those were the big ones that i took a special note of yeah and uh yeah man this game is at its very best it's like slightly above average and it's better than the last one that's not saying a lot which was very much average (laughs) 2015 battlefront set a very low bar for the series going forward if it were to go forward and battlefront 2 like barely gets over that bar if that makes any sense but again it's just the the star cards and all this other stuff the, the credit allocation 
it's just, man, this game is a mess. This game well, is very much a mess, and, and I'm I'm leaning toward a more average score the more I think about it. But mm-hmm. uh, the review should be up Monday or Tuesday, hopefully. So you Sounds guys can cute. read it. You were saying you weren't sure about how many people will be left in the player base after this, but my f- fear is that that's like not a concern for EA because it's coming up to the holidays and it's fucking Star Wars. How many kids don't and parents have no idea what's going on, like, or don't care and will just get it anyway because. My son wants a Star Wars game for Christmas, so oh, let's get this one. Oh, I'm sure there'll be that crowd, absolutely. But I, I think the thing about this getting to the mainstream media too, I think could help out that in is some good. cases. But at the same time, no, you're going to have that crowd that gets the game for a kid for yeah. Christmas. Which, <laughs> by the way, this game is suitable. I would think is suitable for kids. It's a little. It gets a little dark at times with the campaign, but it's not totally insane. That you're not seeing like beheadings and all that. Like I've seen, I've seen parents buy kids like Shadow of Mordor, and I just <laughs> what happened to ethical standards in America? But. I mean, the the only thing I would be worried about is my son or daughter finding themselves as they're looking at Janina Gavankar and being like, Who, "Who's that?" Who is that? Because that's how I feel every time I see a poster. I'm like, is that... Who is Janina? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she's great. She's really funny. Um, They had her on the the Kind of Funny Games cast, and she was really funny. Um, But it was... uh, that's like the only thing that's left that has me interested in playing that game is to see like what that character actually ends up being because she really likes it. Her, um, her portrayal <laughs> is very good. I I will say like she is probably the most and she should be the most notable character in the campaign, but she legitimately is the one character that stands out <laughs> everybody else. And that's all I'm really going to say about it. Cause again, I would be getting into spoiler territory. If I went any further than that, you're mm-hmm. just play it or, or watch watch lp if you're not gonna buy it you know, there's plenty of lps online of the campaign cool she's so. the um the one that made the e3 did the e3 announcement she was, right? she was at uh EA play yes okay that's what i thought yeah she uh, and she yeah we were all like oh man she's the waifu that's it we're done <laughs> done done so I just right. I, would, I guess it depends on like my child's age playing that game. It's like half they hit puberty or half they not hit puberty. There, there Do we want to stoke puberty? puberty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, she's lovely. Um, let's move on to the Game Awards, uh, <laughs> uh, which released their nominee list. Uh, so they have the usual categories, and we're not going to go through all of them, but I wanted to go through each of them, uh, the, some of them, and just let's just do a little bit of a bet on what things we think are going to win in these categories. Um, so they have ranges of how many nominees can be in a category. So most of them had five or six in them, but they could go as low as four. I think Um, game of the year only has five in there, which 
either means the jury only voted for five games <laughs> of the year, or and there weren't enough for others, or there's a sixth game that's sitting out there like, come on, guys. Like, I was really <laughs> <Here>. good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the college football playoff. Like, you've got one team kind of at number five just – on the outside looking in, <laughs> yeah. wondering what they did wrong, how they but, but, like, they have other – I didn't even think about that. They do have other categories with six and then Game of the Year only has – Game only of the Year, the most important, only has five. Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Jesus. It's crazy. I don't, I don't I, really I, know. I would, I would love to know what, like, the disparity between – Number five and the next one? Number five and number six. Yeah, I would love to know, like, the vote, how that worked out. Yeah, man. It's, it's, so the game of the year thing is really going to come down to, uh, it's going to be the epic argument between Rebecca and Daniel whenever they're on this show to talk about it. Because it's going to be the argument of what is the most game changing game of the year? And what is the actual best game of the year? Well, uh, well, well more so the <laughs> argument should be what games are actually completed. <laughs> like, I love, don't get me wrong. I love PUBG, okay? I think PUBG is fantastic. I've put over 40 hours into it. I'm not saying that PUBG is a bad game when I say this. I do not think it should be in this category. I, I don't think any early access game, quite frankly, should be game of the year, even if it is PUBG. Uh, I think so, PUBG a, I think PUBG is a waste of a spot. I mean, initially I agreed with you, but I thought about it a little. Well, I thought about it a little uh, more, and but like every like, I feel like in today's gaming ecosystem or whatever, almost every game is fucking early access. Like. Maybe it doesn't actually say early access, but it like kind of is early access. So I don't know. I think I don't know. I'm very torn on it, but I think for the game awards, particular game of the year, it explicitly says recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields because it specified that I would say PUBG doesn't belong, but for other game of the year awards, especially, I mean, it might release before it's supposed to release in December. So I don't know. Well, but that's that. Well, if I, it, when it goes on Xbox, it's going to be on game preview, which is basically early access for Xbox. So, okay. But it could release full for PC. And it could. It, yeah, it could considered early access, but it's like, I don't know how I, there's so many other games that AAA games that release that don't have the early access title, but like kind of are early access. So well, none, well, none, of the, none of these other games in the category are like that though. No, Zelda is yeah. a complete game. Mario, Mario is a complete game and it's fantastic. Because I've played it. Persona 5, <laughs> from what I understand, it's a pretty complete game. And Horizon is a pretty complete game, for what I understand, aside from the expansion, which you may or may not have to play. I guess Martin would it's, be kind it, of the, the go-to on that. No, I mean, it's it's completely, like, it's a, um, they added it in. It's, it's a weird thing. So Horizon does the weird thing where you end the game, but then they put you back at the time before the end of the game happens. So like, oh, so like when okay. you get the expansion, like you 
are set back before the end events of the game. So when it does, like, it's literally an expansion inside of it. But as with most of the other side missions in the game, you don't have to do it. It just becomes a matter of whether you're interested enough in it to do it or not, which, in my opinion, uh, if you haven't seen any footage of it, the new monsters they got in there are, <laughs> they are crazy and ridiculous to go at. Um, and they got one that's this large, like, gorilla ape type thing. So, like, you know, they, everybody's seen, like, the 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 jack, uh, the jack doll, whatever it's called, Thunder, Thunder, Thunderjaw, that's what it's called. The Thunderjaw is, like, the T-Rex, right? It's huge. So they got another one like that that's in the Arctic area that's, like, a big, giant, like, gorilla. Like, basically, like, King Kong-type looking type thing. So you're fighting against that as it has, like, all of these elements it throws at you. It's it's great. You don't have to do it, though, to finish the game. But, yeah, it's that kind of expansion. Um, but let me finish going through the let me just go through the list uh, um, one more time just to reiterate. So game of the year, five nominees. Uh, and the way that these nominees are gotten is there are people who are nominated to a juror of the game awards or as a juror of the game awards. They go through, they check off what things they want to nominate for each category. And uh, we get a full nominees list after they tally up all of the votes of what things got nominated in each category. So our nominees are, as Owens just said, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Player Unknowns, Battlegrounds, Persona 5, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, every one of these... So the, the weird part about these, as you all are talking about them, is you know Zelda has its expansion, Horizon has its expansion, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds doesn't even have like a full launch yet, but they're already planning expanded content. Um, and Super Mario Odyssey and Persona 5 are the like only... Unless they say Mario has DLC, those two are the only definitively like finished versions of the games on there. Though... Technically, I guess Horizon is too because their DLC already came out. But um, do you all have a favorite to win this category though? Like, who would you put your money on if you were going to bet would win Game oh. of the Year? Oh, Zelda, lock it up. You so are... are we saying who who we personally would vote for, or who we think will win? So this one is who you think will win, but if you want to add like who you personally want to vote, okay. I mean, if we want to say, I mean, if it's up to a popularity contest, then PUBG might win. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I think Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yeah. As far as far as games I want to win, I would love for Persona to win, just to throw everybody for a loop. Yeah. yeah, it won't. It, it won't so many though. people I mean, don't I'm, even know what it is. Yeah, but you know what? I'm glad it's nominated for this. Yeah, I, even though I haven't played it, I love the OST and I plan on playing it pretty soon. I just, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised it was even on the list, honestly. Yeah, man, I did not think. I, I guess, I mean, it's really just a matter of who is on this juror list, right? Like who played Persona 5 and then also played everything else because it's it's kind of it is kind of weird to me like I said there's only 5 in this category but of them only one of them released after June 
<laughs> like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has been out since what March, February or March. Uh, Horizon was end of February. Persona was April. Legend of Zelda was March. Mario Odyssey is the only game in the second half of the year that everyone, for the most part, throughout this year has been like, man, it's going to be a gauntlet of releases. And the only game in the game of the year conversation from the second half of the year is Super Mario Odyssey. I just think that's really interesting. Uh, And that's interesting. Because they're not running into the Dragon Age Inquisition controversy all over again. You're uh you're breaking up a little you're bit. You're a right? robot. Uh, did I? Yeah. Is it better now? Mm. No. <laughs> I am a robot. Um yeah. So while while Mike's fixing up real quick, uh so that's the reason why I'm going to vote that Mario's going to win. Um, just because to me, it's like, what thing is not like the others? And, and truthfully, I think that Horizon is a, a, and Zelda kind of cancel each other out in many people or, or in many ways. And I think that there may be just this dark horse of people who don't like the action adventure games who are just like, I really love that Mario was back for the first time in however many years it's been, um, since the last like big adventure. Mm. <clears throat> um so Owen's oh, you back yet? Can't hear you if you are. Um all right, so moving on to the next category and we'll uh we'll bring Owens back when he when he gets things uh all put in. Uh they had games for impact, uh is the other one we're gonna talk about here. So this category is meant to be a nomination for games that look to tell uh different stories within the uh um within games and and mostly wanting to uh create thought provoking messages or 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 meanings in their in their uh in their experiences. Is that you, Mike? You coming back? I'm here. Ah, much better. Much better. Um, did you have any final thoughts on the uh, Game of the Year War before we move on and fully into Games for Impact? Um, not really. Other than, I mean, I've played... Okay, so I've played... I think I'm the only one here who's played Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I, I think. Yep. Um, it's a fantastic game. I do not think it is... I think it should be nominated, but I don't think it's going to win. Mm-hmm. Just because I think Zelda is so much more open-ended and it has so much more freedom. Mario Odyssey is a phenomenal Mario game. It's, I bought a Switch for Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Not really specifically, but more so that, hey, Mario Odyssey's coming out. Let me get a Switch along with it mm-hmm. to play it. But it's a very, very good game. And I don't think they're going to do DLC with Mario Odyssey. Like the ending, is, it, it's so definitive. And I, I think it's just, I think it, you're just kind of left to do whatever. And there's a lot more to do. They pack a ton into like a five gigabyte game, which is <laughs> insanity. It, you, when you play the game, you'll be like, there's no way this is five gigabytes. There's no way. Nintendo, man, they're wizards. Wizards. Okay, but anyway. Okay, but uh, anyway, sorry. So games for impact. Um, So these are, like I said, the the games that had the pro social uh, meetings and messages throughout their games to create thought provoking experiences. So these include please knock on my door night in the woods. Life is strange before the storm. 
Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice, Bury Me, My Love, and What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, it's a very diverse list on here in terms of what's on offer um, from full on like triple indie type experiences like Life is Strange and Hellblade to, you know, Please Knock on My Door, which is very much in, uh, <clears throat> looks like, you know, like somebody self animated that for the most part throughout it. Um, so do you, have you all played any of these, um, in particular that stand out to you? I have not, but I can, judging by like the press that I've seen this year, Mm -hmm. I think Hellblade wins it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, just because uh, I also saw the uh, that trailer that dropped what was like a couple months ago or something. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I I'm more, I think out of all of these games, I'm the most interested in playing Hellblade. But I'm not like totally busting down the door to go play it. But yeah, yeah. Again, I I don't really know a ton about all these games, but Hellblade is the one that I'm the most familiar with. All right. How about you, Matt? Yes. What do you What do you What do you think? Uh, so I don't know anything about "Please Knock on My Door" or <laughs> "Bury Me, My Love" at all. <laughs> never heard of them until this, and I never bothered to look it up. Um, <laughs> I'm r- pretty familiar with the other four. I do- Life is Strange Before the Storm is kind of awkward that it's on here because it's not even done. Like the third episode isn't out yet, so <laughs> that's interesting mm-hmm. i also don't think it is nearly it does not nearly touch upon as many profound social messages and like tough topics as the first game did at least in my opinion mm-hmm. um, i mean it does a little bit but not to the same extent so i don't think that would win what remains of Edith finch i don't it was okay i didn't i, I don't know um i don't think it deserves the win either uh i'm kind of torn between night in the woods and hellblade um i haven't played all of night in the woods but i've watched maybe the first hour or so it seems like it's about this it's basically about the story of this like girl that well it's like all animals but it's this girl that drops out of college and comes back home and like um sees like her old friends and stuff who like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh i don't want to spoil anything but there's a lot of stuff that happens that's like um hits it will hit at home with a lot of people um but so i kind of torn in between those two but i think the nod will go to hellblade um i agree with owens on like that tr- even just that trailer alone about like the mental health stuff was pretty uh pretty well done so uh, I think that wins. <clears throat> yeah, man. I I've I went through and watched um something from each of these and yeah, I I really can't get past like this like Hellblade is the one that had E3 conferences. It's the one that has like awards from communities. They've donated money to the cause and uh, or to their cause as well, like taking sales on mental health or like world mental health day um and you know i just think that uh in terms of a game that was about a message but then also went on to like do more for those people even after it came out uh i think that 
maybe they've just been the most vocal about it and sharing that they're doing it, but that's the one that I know the most about, and that's the one that I would uh, would bet to win there. Um, not to say that that means the cause is any better than any of the other ones. I'm that's just the one you hear about the most. Uh, so I have a, a few more categories. One I want to bring up here just because I think it's hilarious that it exists. Best Chinese game. So let's <laughs> let's talk about are all, are all of the Overwatch ripoffs. <laughs> I have to know the PUBG ripoffs too now. Oh no, Overwatch ripoffs are hilarious. Like I and they're mobile games. I am just amazed that there's there's an international awards category for the game awards this year. There's one category there's one nomination list in it. Best Chinese game. A fan voted award to recognize the most popular game in China as judged by the game awards viewers in China. Jeff Keighley trying to take over the world, y'all. Jeff Keighley is trying <laughs> to take over the world. He's trying to spread his Dorito gospel. Oh, man. The Keighleys have gone in a hydro. <laughs> what are, what are these just straight up looks like a league ripoff? I'm looking at it right now. One of these King of Glory looks straight up like League. It's like, I feel like that might be a mobile game. Like one of those like really shitty mobile uh, mobile I would, games. I wouldn't be shocked if any of these are mobile games. <laughs> the only one, well, Monument Valley 2 is. Yeah. Um, and that's actually, I've heard good things about the first one. It was on Jake. House of I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Icy. So it's the only one I actually know. I see. Oh, it's man. like a uh, 2D side-scrolling game, but it's like super meta. Like they have uh, the commentator is almost like uh, it's like like Stanley Parable level meta narrative shit, oh. which seems pretty cool. I've heard good things. <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll I, go I'll go with you on that one. I guess. I, I I so I don't even know if I get cast a vote because I don't know what any of these things are. Like I know Monument Valley existed. I found out Man Monument Valley two existed when I looked up this list, um, <laughs> like the nominees <laughs> list. So you know I just want to bring attention to I I'm looking forward to when we have the Game Awards just as a global phenomenon, and I appreciate the Keekly hustle. You know, keep doing it, man. Keep doing what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have game awards for like it'll be a whole week of game awards it'll be game awards uk and then game Awards china yeah game exactly and and then it'll all end with game awards us for all the marvels <laughs> so we have uh other cat like they're the last few categories here we got best narrative um so some of them we've heard of before and others are new we got what remains of either finch near automata Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Wolfenstein 2, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, for all for best narrative. Uh now how you want to define that for yourself is uh is probably the most interesting part of this because what they say is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. And again, this is another list with only five options. <laughs> When there's six total you can have. Uh, and I feel like Uncharted is missing from this. I feel like um, people definitely said the narrative of Zelda was good. Uh, but 
my personal pick for this one is Horizon. I haven't played. Uh, I played Nier. I thought Nier was fun. Um, it has some really cool game design elements, but I wouldn't say that it has the most interesting story to tell. Uh, what about you guys? This is tough because I haven't played most of these. I, I'm going to say uh, as far as what I think he's going to win, it's probably going to be Wolfenstein. Because like I haven't seen the an article Nazi that's vote. really that's criticizing what that. Yeah, the, yeah, the fuck <laughs> Nazi vote is going to be invoked here, I think. And I think this is going to be the... Just cause it's I'm going to say... More recent, too. I think it's still fresh in everybody's mind. I think that's how it's going to pan out. Okay. What were you about to say, uh, Matt? Um, I'm going to go with Nier because, may, like, I mean, maybe the story isn't as good as the other ones, but for the narrative development and how it tells that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that you can, like, finish the game and then restart it and you start as a completely different character and then you finish the game as that character and you restart it and there's another character and you play through the same story but from different angles of each of those characters is really good it is really good um so yeah so we'll uh let's let's get into <laughs> best ongoing game um so the definition of best ongoing game as it relates to the game awards is a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time by the way, Destiny 2 has no expansions released in September and has not done anything to do any other content and it's on the list. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a game from this year that has been in early access and has not expanded the content, more or less altered what exists so that they can get it into a working game to put on full release. And then all the rest yeah, of them I have mean, actually no, it has that. gone. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, PUBG I, has gotten a lot of content updates, but like I feel like it doesn't count because it's it's up it's not out yet. Yeah, like it's a different. It it just doesn't belong. But it has gotten a lot of updates that have changed a lot. But I think okay. what's most interesting about this category is that Warframe and Destiny Two are like the two closest things to MMOs that are nominated. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like Warcraft or uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, I, I I find that interesting. As far as what's gonna win, I think this is gonna be PUBG, and they're gonna be on that technicality of well, we're still ongoing technically. So yeah, I mean, if I had a second pick, it'd probably be Overwatch or GTA Online, just because GTA Online's been getting a ton of content since like last year. Yeah, and maybe I just didn't, I mean, the way that I kind of view Battlegrounds is that, you know, some of the things that I've seen that they've been adding in their content stuff has been like, oh yeah, they're they're getting to the point of finalizing this thing. Like, vaulting seems like it's a, would be a given, but apparently I they didn't have that in there right away. So, it, it like, to me, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, they're tweaking, they're adding and whereas I think a game like Grand Theft Auto Online now has a PUBG mode within it where they just take what exists already and just said, oh, well, we'll just take your character, drop you in a map, and here's 100 people you can go and shoot. 
uh or they add like racing modes or like additional things um so i don't i think since the since it's a brand new category they're going to try to recognize the best game that they possibly can with the most recognition for how they've done it and to me that would be grand theft auto online maintaining like this weird hold and fix on people somehow i don't know how it is like it's now the highest like they have sold the most copies and they have the highest earned revenue of any game ever released in the united states ever ever (laughs) and to me that's just kind of like where it boils down like somebody buys a console they're buying grand theft auto if they have a fully powered pc they've probably turned on grand theft auto like it's i feel like they're going to try to recognize that um did you have a favorite to win matt i mean i don't think this will win but i think the only reasonable choice is worth like the only deserving game is warframe um i don't i've never played warframe but from my understanding it's changed like a ton in the past year like revamped basically everything Mm um like you said it's kind of like mmo ish it's the category um but it won't win because all i know what warframe is (laughs) so uh so i don't know who will win i guess is Mm -hmm. good I was going to say, I did play Warframe when I first got a PS4. I didn't buy any games with my PS4 because I had PS Plus, so I had all this list of games already to play. And Warframe was a free game you could try out. Let me tell you something, man. I turned that game on the other day. That game is not the game I played three years ago. It's not even close. Like It, it looks like a completely different game. It's a better space game than Destiny is. Like It actually lets you go from... Like, like They have a whole galaxy of planets you can go to. They redesigned all the enemies. They redesigned your character. They redesigned progression. It is a game that absolutely should be recognized on this stage. And somehow I'm pretty sure it won't be. <laughs> I would actually say another game that deserves to be on here that's not is Path of Exile, which is like a Diablo-esque uh, ARPG that's on PC. And that game has changed a shit ton in the last year and is mm-hmm. actually pretty popular. And I think that should be on here instead of Destiny 2. But, you know, it's popularity contest, so whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. So last one is a interesting category, mostly because uh, just go through this list. So most anticipated game, uh, the outline for most anticipated game as presented by the Mick Cafe. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not Chick Hydro bot? <laughs> as presented by the Mick Cafe. Uh, this is an award to an upcoming game that has shown significant ambition and promise, and the title must be announced and for scheduled release after December 7th, 2017. So anything that's not going to be released before December 7th, 2017, and has been announced for before December 7th, 2017, can be on this list. So what did they choose? Again, this is a category with only five nominees, and there are six total you can have. Still kind of weird. Um, the Last of Us Part 2 is nominated. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is nominated. 
Monster Hunter World is nominated, and Marvel's Spider-Man and God of War. So if you were thinking about where you've possibly seen most of these, it's because all four but Red Dead Redemption were in the PlayStation Sony press conferences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and three of them are actual PlayStation exclusives, and the other two have PlayStation marketing deals. I don't think that there's anything about the Game Awards that is leaning towards being a PlayStation-heavy place, but it is also clear, you know, uh, and, and this is something that, you know, personally I think about, like, I think everyone has a high anticipation for what's going to be in Nintendo's output for next year. Um, we have, like, images and a couple small videos of, like, Kirby and Yoshi, but for the most part, we don't have, like, like actual footage of this is what's coming next year and then microsoft did announce all their games for next year and it's just unfortunate uh that none of them made it here well it's all third parties well they have no they no they have sea of thieves don't 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 do sea of thieves like that (laughs) i I I forgot sea of thieves existed (laughs) but but Uh, nintendo also does have a fire emblem game coming out next year they still say it's coming out next year they do it better come out next year i don't did they didn't show any footage of it though it was like a it was like a oh, short we've video seen nothing yeah from this game yet <laughs> so but so, they said it's coming out next year <laughs> yeah i mean so most anticipated games should probably be best marketing presented oh no i'm not saying it should be on this list absolutely not i'm just saying that nintendo doesn't just have yoshi and Kirby next year. Yeah, they it'll, they it'll have, be Fire Emblem too. Could be, it, it, or it could be the Xenoblade Chronicles two, uh, <laughs> where where no one believes it comes out until the day it arrives. Um, it, it comes out, man. If you all, if you all had the to add to this, what would you put? Um, hmm, Anthem, since that's supposed uh, to be twenty eighteen. But that's you know about what? the I only know, one I could think already, of. <laughs> I know it already has a date, but Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh yeah, that one. That's, that's one. On this list, because Monster Hunter World is coming out the same week. So don't <laughs> give me this whole oh well, it's coming out in January. I've been anticipating Dragon Ball Fighters for like the past six months. So excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. So I have I have three. One of the well, okay, so one's realistic. It's Far Cry Five. Okay. Um, oh yeah. The other two will probably not come out in 2018. I guess it doesn't say that it has to be 2018. Yeah. But Kingdom Hearts Three. Oh, that that, that <laughs> is coming out next year. That is coming out in 2018. Don't uh... do this to me, Matt. And the other one is Metroid Prime 4. Nomura literally (laughs) said, it's coming out next year, we promise. Don't do this to me. I don't trust Nomura as far as I can throw him. That's, 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 nope, 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 nope. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I also was going to mention Metroid Prime in my Nintendo comments, but I was just like, we, it was a logo. It doesn't even exist yet. Yeah, like, just... I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's coming out next year either. And there was that rumor about Bandai Namco helping develop it or whatever. And we don't really know. 
That said, I do believe as part of that big Reddit leak, I do believe there's a direct in January and we'll find out a little bit more about it. So we can bring the question now back to who, who will win this one then? Because at different moments, God of War, The Last of Us 2, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2 have been on the lips of everybody. And Monster Hunter World has been on the lips of Monster Hunter fans. So I'm just kind of... (laughs) It's odd. It's so odd because this is Capcom's huge gamble as a AAA developer slash publisher. They are banking everything on this game, doing well in the West. And I think it could. It's gonna. Mm-hmm. It's really gonna depend on how the beta goes next month. But um, I'm interested in it. I've never really like deep dived into a Monster Hunter game, but mm-hmm. I'm certainly down to give it a try. Uh, and it looks like a triple A game should. So, but yeah. uh, but if you want a, a prediction out of me, um, Red Dead, lock it up. Red Dead, fucking cur. Lock it up. Owens and Matt. See, I'm torn here because while I like what was seen in Red Dead Redemption 2, like, I have a hard time, like, forgetting what it was like when that, like, when the first Spider-Man trailer came out where he's swinging through the city and, like, like folks gave, like, a standing ovation after the end of it because <laughs> they were so excited about that game coming out and it was finally going to be a good Spider-Man game after so many years. Like, I have a feeling, like, Spider-Man, and it may not even be as big as Red Dead Redemption 2. It's going to release, like, that's going to release on three platforms. It's It's got, it's going to have its own month of this success. Oh, no, but Red, I, Red Dead's only on two platforms. It's not going to be a, not coming to PC. It's they've not never PC. said anything about PC, right? It's Wasn't not, that it, like a to be determined thing? I don't think it's coming to PC. Oh God! Yeah. At least not. At least not within the first. <laughs> they might pull anyway. a uh, yeah. They might pull a GTA Five where they release it on PC. Like what was it six months later or whatever, and oh, get yeah. that second like. I don't even think it'll of, be. I don't even think it'll be six months. I think it'll be later than that. Could be, yeah. But I think it'll be... I think they will, and it'll be like... Get that second wave of buyers in. That game will also totally have another online component, just like mm-hmm. GTA Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it should be interesting. should be interesting to see um, what, what, what ends up happening in this award. Mainly because I'm just like... I am very interested to see if anything but Red Dead wins, and my vote is if Red Dead doesn't win, Spider-Man wins. Uh, it really? Okay, so my vote is if Red Dead doesn't win, then it's Last of Us. Yeah, just because that's was talked about semi-recently. Like, have we heard about Spider-Man much besides E3? Not a whole lot. Um. Well, they have. They didn't still- have us. They showed new footage at Paris Games Week, but it wasn't another, like, big trailer it just showed like all the different characters so it had like miles morales yeah that was a new trailer the in there it showed, like, it like it wasn't and, talked about as much it went more into mr negative being the main villain which is a really deep pick by the way <laughs> that's a super deep pick deep cuts <laughs> deep cuts they say um, Oh, shocker yeah that's that's right i got hype over shocker yeah, like, oh, it's an actual good Spider-Man film. Yeah. 
Uh, He's kind of a scrub, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So with that being said, let's end the show today. Uh, Matt, tell the people where they can find you, my man. Uh, Writing about game stuffs uh, at com. You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Hulk Crouton. I have no idea what's coming up in the next week other than it's going to be Black Friday and I'm finally getting a PS4 and we'll be (laughs) binging so many games before the end of the year. Got my work cut out for me, but I'm excited. All right, Mr. Owens, where can the people find you? Find me writing stuff on apptrigger.com. Battlefront 2 review will be up early next week. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Mike Owens. And also, Sonic Mania got absolutely robbed for any <laughs> other genre in the Game Awards other than Best Family Game. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Mania got robbed. Best soundtrack. Come on, man. Uh, Come on. <laughs> it you did have a six. Throw a seventh. Throw a seventh one in there. <laughs> Make it for all of the other categories that only had five. Um, <laughs> and you can find me in St. Louis rolling on dubs, smoking on drugs, laying going loves like Cocoa Puffs. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, just country grandma just started coming out there. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at GOTMAB21 on Twitter. You can find the show at Screen Liquor Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Please like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment if you are interested. And from there, I leave you with this quote from Assassin's Creed 2. Well, it's actually in all of them, but nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Good night, everybody.